1: Good evening, Dolphins fans. Welcome to another episode of On the Fin Side with Cat and Paul. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fansided Network and FinFanatic.com. I'm Brian Cat, NFL. Paul is fanatic, underscore pick. Uh, quite an eventful day here. The trade deadline has passed. A historic day, 10 trades across the NFL, two of which were by the Miami Dolphins, and according to Ian Rapp report the Dolphins are sent are the Dolphins sent a private jet, um, our private plane today to Santa Clara to pick up new Dolphins running back Jeff Wilson. And on the way back, are going to make a stop in Denver to pick up Bradley Chubb to bring them here to Miami in the wee hours of the morning. Paul, um, we didn't talk a whole heck of a lot about it yesterday when recab in the Lions game, but this was. N- there were a lot of whispers about Bradley Chubb and the Dolphins' interest. Supposedly, the Jets were interested as well. And it looks like the Dolphins are 2-0 oh, um, beating the Jets to the
2: punch for a premier player. Well, on top of that, one of the big things as well is the fact that when Miami traded with San Francisco a couple of years ago for, uh, to give Sam Fran the chance to draft Trey Lance, Miami got with those picks um, and a package of others, but they use those picks as part of the deals to get Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and now Bradley Chubb. And then they go out and they steal Jeff Wilson from the 49ers as well. I mean, and Mike McDaniel, like it's, it's like we're stealing the best of the 49ers and walking away laughing. So uh, just to recap,
1: the the two moves. The Dolphins have traded their 2023 first rounder, a uh 2024 fourth rounder, and running back Chase Edmonds for uh Bradley Chubb and a 2025 fifth rounder. They also traded a 2023 fifth rounder to the 49ers for Jeff Wilson. Now, um, I made a post yesterday on Twitter and um you know, when when there was some talk there about Bradley Chubb and I alluded to the fact that, hey, look, he this is somebody who over the last, you know, in his short career, you know, he had he had one season where he he only played four games. He had a torn ACL. and Then he had another season where uh, he had an ankle injury and only played seven games. But the other two seasons in his rookie year, he had 12 sacks. And in 2020, he made the Pro Bowl with seven and a half sacks, a really good all around year. In fact, uh, that was the game I was talking about in 2020 when he went up against Austin Jackson and Denver and completely ruined the game for them. So, but my question comes back to this, Paul, and this is what I was going back and forth with. Don't, don't, I mean, nobody worry. I'm very excited about this trade. I mean, it's to get a player like this in the middle of the season is huge. But one question I kept asking too, is given that you're trading a first rounder and more you're paying, you're going to end up giving him ex, an extension of, what'll be about 20 million a year is this a superstar or is this just a really good player
2: uh i believe when i look today right now as far as pass rush win rate in the nfl i think he was like third on the list third i mean it's he's a superstar that's been dealing with a couple nagging injuries which is kind of a chris greer mo And as excited I was, as I was about Bradley Chubb, I think a lot of our pass rush issues have to do with the injuries in the secondary right now. So I'm not expecting him to have as huge of an impact as I think Jeff Wilson is going to have Jeff Wilson. If you look at his 40 time, you're just going to go, eh, I think he ran a four five six, but he plays a lot faster than that. He had um, several runs over 20 miles per hour with the top end, you know, next gen stats. Um, Over the past few years, he runs with violence. He runs with good pad level. He's elusive. And he was, even though he, you know, the 49ers traded for Christian McCaffrey and this was never going to happen. He's averaging over five yards a carry is a great compliment to Raheem Mostert and was on pace to be a 995 yard rusher this season. If the 49ers hadn't traded for Mostert or for uh, for, uh, McCaffrey. So this is a guy that's coming in familiar with Mike McDaniel's scheme that can hit the ground just absolutely, no pun intended, running here to to pair with Mostert, and now if Mostert goes down, you've still got a legit running back threat in that backfield. If you combine
1: Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert, uh, what they've done for the year, you're talking about, uh, let see here, 193 carries. 920 yards 4.76 yards a carry and for the pair you're paying four million dollars for both of them and they're familiar with the system uh and in this type of offense look Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell are the stars and I was always said wide receiver is a selfish man's position running back can be too but these are two very unselfish players who are used to splitting time while still being incredibly productive but I want to go back to something you said there because I, I was a little little caught off guard there you think jeff wilson will have a bigger impact than bradley chubb
2: i do um i think i think bradley chubb is going to have a big impact on this team particularly if we get byron jones back um but at the same time when raheem Mostert's off the field right now there's zero running threat on offense when bradley chubb's off the field there are still threats that can get to the quarterback, especially when the secondary gets fixed. But when when Moster comes off the field, Chase Edmonds has been hot garbage this season. Chase Edmonds is averaging two point nine yards per carry and has 120 yards rushing. Um and and really just has not been the guy that we thought we signed this offseason.
1: Uh yeah, and and I uh when anybody asked me about Chase Edmonds and do you think he'll be traded at the deadline? I said, nobody's going to trade for him two years, $12 million. He's dropped five passes on the air and he's averaging 2.8 yards a carry. Of course, nobody's going to trade for it. Well, the Broncos did. So uh, that's a third piece of good
2: news that happened here today um, mm-hmm.
1: for, for well, people
2: that are excited there. I mean, but, but, but I, one more point to what I was saying before though, about the impact you and I both, have been wanting a back that can run with physicality. And we got that today. Wilson can absolutely run with physicality. When he puts that foot in the dirt and drops his pad level, he falls forward and takes bodies with him. Well, he brings size, that's for sure. He's not a pure power back,
1: but he has an impressive, for being six foot 220, he's the biggest back on the roster. And he's, he's got to be the guy late in games that I expect to be out there. So, you know, he's, I don't think he's as big as his size. He plays as physical as the size indicates, but he's still a big back. He's still, he's still what the dolphins were looking for when they signed Sony Michelle here in the preseason. And they obviously didn't get, Um, but Bradley Chubb. And like I said, he is going to be a free agent here after the year. So, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now in his fifth year in 2022. um, This is his fifth year of his rookie contract. The the Broncos picked that up, um, picked up that fifth year option last year. So he's making $12.2 million. Everything's good with the money this year. But you don't make this trade unless you're willing to make him one of the highest paid defensive ends in the league. And that is a stat that ESPN had of win rate. And we talk about Miles Garrett and Micah Parsons, who are very clearly the two best pass rushers in football. I have to admit, I didn't think Bradley Chubb was third on that list. So you're talking about somebody who is, can consistently win one-on-one matchups. And 10th on that list was Jalen Phillips. So now you've got two guys that can really get to the quarterback and really offsets uh, the really the disappointing start here of Emmanuel Ogba. And Chubb is also going to have a ripple effect. On the rest of this this uh, defensive line, because you can rush with four, you don't have to blitz all the time, and you can also take Jalen Phillips and Emmanuel Agba and move them around the defensive line a little bit more on third down.
2: You absolutely can, and you know we were talking last night about Agba being a, a little bit invisible the past few weeks, and you know I know he's fighting an injury and things like that, but this really gives you. He, Bradley Chubb walks in the building as the best pass rusher on this team. He absolutely does. Uh, you know, the, the stats are there to back that up. I know he fought injuries over the past few years, but the stats are absolutely there to back that up. Um, I just, I, I, I'm trying to find the yards after contract contact for Jeff Wilson. I think, I think it would surprise you because it's when I watch him run, I'm, I'm, I keep going back to this and I apologize, but when I watch him run, I watch him break tackles. I don't see him fall backwards. I see him run people over and then I'll see him run around them the next down, which that sets up running them over the next time. Um, and that's something that, like I said, we just have not had in a while. Miles Gaskin doesn't run anybody over. Raheem Mostert doesn't run a lot of people over. Um, Savon Ahmed surely doesn't run people over. Um, Oh, in comparison to what we've seen over the last
1: three years, Jeff Wilson is absolutely the most physical running back we've had.
2: Well, um, and, and to add to it, you're you're going to have to try to take him down sometimes. You're going to have to fight through Alec Ingold to get to a physical running back that's already coming downhill full speed after you've been stood up.
1: Yeah, and Wilson, too. Um, look, everybody knows why the 49ers got Christian McCaffrey. He's a different caliber of running back. He's a star. Um but Jeff Wilson has to look at that situation and say, man, my first six games, I had 400 rushing yards. I was on pace for what? Of uh, uh, I mean, what is that? Uh, I mean, uh, 11, 1200 yards for the season. He'd be like, what, what else do I need to do? So the first question I ask myself is, why is a Jeff Wilson available anyway? I think we know why he's available very simply because the Niners had the opportunity to go get Christian McCaffrey to get a star player to put themselves over the top. So uh, really two good trades here today for the Dolphins. But uh, going back to Chubb, one other question is, um, look, you've got a lot of stars on the roster. You've got Tyree kill. You've got Toronto Armstead, Xavier Howard, making a lot of money. Byron Jones, making a lot of money. How are you going to pay all these guys? And I actually think the timing of all this could work out really well. The first First, I think Chris Greer, I've never, I've never, you know, I've I've had criticisms about him over the years, but, you know, making the money fit under the cap is not something I think he's poorly researched on. I think he's really good uh, at at that part of the job, at least. Um, And I love the team, obviously, that the Dolphins have put together this year. Um, But as far as the timing is concerned, um, you know, when, I'm just going to say when he gets a new contract from the Dolphins, For the 2023 season through 2027 or 2028. I think that they could structure it in a way without getting too deep into the dollars and cents, where in 2023 and 2024, he may not be making as much money as 2025, 2026, and 2027. And the timing of that, you look at, you know, Teron Armstead will be in his mid 30s. Byron Jones and Xavier Howard will probably have one foot out the door because they'll be in their 30s. And Cornerbacks don't age very well um, after they hit 30. Emmanuel Ogbo will probably be gone. Tyreek Hill may not be gone, but he's going to be 31 or 32 at that time, too. So I really think when Chubb is still in the prime of his career and he's getting paid a lot, I think that could fit with the timing of when some of these Dolphins are in their early 30s and might be on their way out the door.
2: Yeah, no. I have to like sit back and look at this. I, I Chris Greer does a good job with the contracts. He does a good job with the cap manipulation. Um, he knows how to put those contracts in play and uh, trust in his capologist to do so. But this should start to be another arrow in the quiver of maybe Chris Greer isn't so bad. I mean... You look at, like I said before, about the trade for the 49ers to move up and get Trey Lance and what the Dolphins have done with those draft picks to bring talent into this building. Uh, you look at some of the moves that he's made, whether they're questioned or not at the time. You look at bringing in undrafted free agents like Cater Kohu. You look at, yes, there are some failures out there. no Benaghani was drafted too high despite the physical potential. Austin Jackson didn't love the pick. Jalen Phillips was a great pick. Uh, he's, he's really starting to pay off here um, this season. I can't crap all over Chris Greer anymore because he's brought a lot of talent to this building and assembled one hell of a roster despite some injury stuff right now. And yeah, they, this, the, other, the other side of that too is he showed today the confidence that this building has in Tua because if you don't have the confidence in Tua, you're not trading next year's first-round draft pick to bring in a pass rusher here.
1: Yeah, 100% agree on that. I mean, uh, that first-round pick was always something you had in your back pocket where if something happened with Tua, you might be able to get a quarterback somewhere. Well, that's not happening anymore, and I am totally fine with that. You've got to – I mean, you're talking about the quarterback who is number one in quarterback rating in the NFL right now. You know, this – even if you think – that's not going to last uh, for the season. We've at least gotten to the point where we've seen that Tua Tungavailo is a very, very talented player. And most importantly, on a rookie contract, which allows you to make moves like this. And yeah, when it comes to Chris Greer, look, his job is to put together a talented team. He has done that. So he gets the credit for that. And then the person on the negative side is going to say, yeah, but he's been with the organization 17 years and we haven't won a playoff game. So those two concepts duel back and forth with each other. The Dolphins, this team, still has to win. But regardless of what happens, I think Chris Greer is definitely making the right moves.
2: Yeah, I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, has he missed? Sure. But I think it goes back to something that I said about two of the week before, where he is going to miss on things. He is going to, you know, like with two of, Throwing what could have been a couple of interceptions in in, in a game that weren't, um, Greer's going to miss on draft picks. Bill Belichick misses on more draft picks than anybody, but Chris Greer also has a tendency to amass a tremendous number of of draft picks throughout throughout over time, and is not afraid to use them to go get his guy. And you look at everything. Like, I mean, the number of blockbuster trades that we felt the ripple on for for years. Um, that Greer has made is unprecedented. I mean, look back at the Laramie Tunsil trade and what he just continued to do with that. Um, Look back at this Trey Lance trade now and what he's brought into the building as a result of that. And he's also built a roster now that's going to lure other free agents in the prime of their career. So it's interesting. It's very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, so uh, I mean you look at the, just the last couple of years in 2020, the dolphins. Yeah. They miss on Austin Jackson and one but at least at this point, but Tua, uh, Brandon Jones, Robert Hunt and Raquan Davis, they get four starters there uh, in, in 2020, 2021, they draft Jalen Waddle, Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland in their first three picks that those are three home runs right there, at least how it looks now. Um, so, yeah. And then, you know, uh, in 2022, they make the, the trade for Tyree kill. So they have systematically put together a talented football team. They're five and three. They're going to be heavy favorites in their next three games here. It's winning time. This is the time. And I, I credit the dolphins for recognizing where they are as an organization that this, I mean, I've, I've heard, you know, Hey, the dolphins are spending a lot just to be a wild card team behind the bills. That might be the case, but listen, Pat Mahomes and Josh Allen are going to be here for the next 10 years. Deal with it. You know, that's just and, – and the Dolphins have to assemble themselves in a way where over the next couple of years, even if they get into the playoffs as a wild card team and don't win the division, they get in the playoffs and they get a few cracks at this thing.
2: They are. And, and there's a good question in chat as well. Um, Garrett Grimes asked if we are disappointed Greer didn't go out and get cornerback William Jackson. I'll expand that because there were some other cornerbacks on the market that would have also been a fit cat. I'm going to throw it your way. As far as that goes first, as far as the thought of not getting William Jackson or some cornerback help today.
1: Uh, a little. Um, Cause it, it didn't cost very much. And the commanders are paying most of his salary this year. It would only cost the Dolphins about five million. I'm not as headstrong on that as I was a couple of weeks ago because uh you do get Cater Cohu back, you get Keon Crossen back. Crossing our fingers, we get something back with Byron Jones this year. I'm not too optimistic. Uh, you know, Ig I still think I still think stinks, even though he had the game winning interception a few weeks ago. Um, yeah, a little bit, but um, you know, it, you have to ask yourself, too, is. Is there a big it, right here, right now, is there a big talent difference between Cater Kohu and William Jackson, the third who's 30 years old? I, maybe. I mean, I, I think Jackson would have made the team better,
2: but we know Bradley Chubb makes the team better. Yeah, does. And does William Jackson or Cater Kohu make the Dolphins better in two years? I would tell you right now it's Cater Kohu that
1: um, 100
2: like and that's the big big thing for me is i like keon cross and i like cater kohu uh there were some thoughts that maybe they would rent a safety for a year uh, in my mind especially after eric rowe was a healthy scratch the other day but no i i with cater kohu and god i've said that name so many times now the Dolphins didn't have a need to push them show or to push themselves and give up too much to go get him.
1: Yeah, I mean they could uh, they could use another cornerback, I think. But I I'm glad some of the bleeding has stopped here, where it was really bad when you had Cross and Kohu out, and now you're down to Noah and and Bethel. Yeah, that was that 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 could have got ugly, but. They, they really do have a next man up mentality here at, in the defensive back room. Uh, so I, I like that, and I'm encouraged by that. We'll see what happens with Eric Rowe. That's a whole different weird situation. Uh, I, I don't know what's going on there, uh, but we will see. Um, so this weekend, I'm, uh, I'm, gra- I'm jumping on the train from St. Louis going to Chicago to see the Dolphins-Bears game. I will be there live. Paul and I on set are going to do a show late on Saturday. I'm going to try to do an opponent preview here this week, but I have a heck of a week at work as well. So I'm going to do my absolute best. But worst case scenario, late Saturday night, we're going to have a preview show. You can check that out late Saturday or early Sunday when it's up on YouTube. And then live uh, from Chicago on Sunday night, we're going to do our regular show. I'll, I'll be in the hotel room. It'll be a, be a great time there. and And hopefully we're talking about a Dolphins victory um and I I've got it I've got to ask here um are Chump and Wilson going to play for the Dolphins this weekend I would imagine they, they I would imagine they would because it's early
2: enough in the week they, they're they going to play for the Dolphins and Chase Claypool is going to play for the the uh the Bears yeah second time uh Claypool plays
1: against the Dolphins in 14 days so yeah, that uh, For a second round pick today, I thought that was a little, a little bit rich for Chase Claypool for the Bears, but they definitely need
2: wide receiver help. And, well, you're going to see Chase Claypool, but the two guys you're not going to see, Robert Quinn and Roquan Smith. Yes, yes,
1: and... That is huge. Yep, and you look at <laughs> they played the Cowboys this past week and let up 49 points. And um, I was listening to PFF's uh, uh, show here today, and um they Sam Munson was talking on there about how he it, it looked like visibly after lose after uh, especially after trading Quinn, like it looked like most of the guys didn't care out there. I I, I don't know. He's a better judge of that than I am, but um Dolphins are five-point favorites, have the chance to go six and three, and then you've got two home games after that against the Browns and the Texans. So it's winning season,
2: and the Dolphins certainly need to do that.
1: Paul, anything else we can add here uh, tonight I before do, we
2: call it night? One little thing I do want to add—probably one of the trades I love the most—that wasn't Miami's today. TJ Hawkinson going to Minnesota. I feel like that made the Vikings exponentially better on offense. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I, I do you have any thoughts on that, Cat? I'm gonna
0: yeah. Uh, I love I mean, that. I,
2: You know, it's, it's really weird that the
1: Vikings and lions are so willing to trade to each other. Cause I mean, you look at the draft, the lions move up for Jamison Williams with the Vikings. And now today the, you know, Vikings uh, uh, have Irv Smith go down for the year or or eight to 10 weeks and then pick up the phone and call the lions and get TJ Hawkinson, a former top 10 pick at tight end who had three catches for 80 yards. Against the Dolphins, I think he's a very well-rounded tight end. I thought it was a, really a good t- trade for both sides. I mean, they got um, the Vikings got Hawkinson in a fourth for a second and a third rounder. That's pretty rich for a tight end who's not you know Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. So I I like the trade really for both sides. Um, so Toby asked in
2: chat our thoughts on Sidney Jones.
1: Yeah, Sidney Jones was actually cut uh, today after they couldn't find a trade partner. Um, I'm perfectly fine bringing him in Um, you know somebody whose career never really took off after he got hurt in the pre-draft process when he was at Washington but somebody I'd certainly be interested in taking a look at but I'll always come back to this question is he better than Cater Kohu and Keon Crossan and if you got cut from the Seahawks um, who have been good this year who have been a surprise this year but defensively Still a lot to be desired, especially at the cornerback position.
2: Yeah, and, and I'd be okay with bringing him in, kicking the tires, and signing him to a low-risk deal just because we've gotten so depleted at times in the secondary. But, or, yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't bring him in to be the starter, though. Oh, yeah, I, I don't think, yeah, that
1: it would be too much to learn. And he's coming from a, a pure cover three defense there with the Seahawks. So there, there'd be a learning curve there too. So um, if you brought him in, I'd be fine with it, taking a look, but it's not something I'd, I'd be upset if it didn't happen. Um, Yeah. I mean, what a, what a day. And um, that's, that's about all I have here. So we're going to We're going to wrap it up here. Uh, Thanks for joining us for this emergency segment of On the Fin Side. I'm Brian Catt, NFL, Paul's fanatic underscore pick. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, all of our social media outlets, as well as the Fan Sided Network and finfanatic.com. If it's not on the right side and it's not on the left side, it is on the Fin Side.